some enchanted evening when you find your true love when you hear him call you across a crowded room but you didn't think i could do that you know <clears throat> i've always felt like i've had it in me to be like a disney kid i'm a little too old for that now so slow your roll calm down but I'm just saying, when the when the age was appropriate, I totally saw myself as like a Disney kid. Like, oh yeah, I could go out there. I could, I could, you know, do the jig. I could sing a song. I could give you theatrics. Hooray for Hollywood! Hey guys, you know, like I got the voice. But alas, that was not my calling. I was a city girl, bitch, and I was out in the street, ho. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm changed. So, um, thank you. You are tuned in to an all-new episode of A Seat at the Table podcast. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive, yo. Now, honestly, I feel like I've said that before and it's kind of been like a little bullshit. But bro, there's so much crazy shit happening out there that like saying what a time to be alive truly feels like, wow, what a time for real. Oh my God, Jilla, how are you? How you doing? How's, how's everything doing? How you doing? Yeah, you doing good. You look good. Um, I mean, you could use a haircut, you know, maybe a facial, maybe your nails done, but that's, it's not a big deal. No, 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 I'm not, it's not shade. I don't mean to be shady. I'm just saying like, um, you know, when was the last time that you just cared about you, you know, and it wasn't about anybody else. You were just, you know, out here doing you like a bad bitch should. I know for me, it's been a long time. Y'all, I've had... I've had this spa gift certificate now for far too long. Um... And I haven't used it. I'm going to use it, though. Oh, my God. Ugh. Ugh. Poo-poo. Oh, my God. So, what else is going on out there in the world? Okay. So, if you are from New York City or the New York City Tri-State area, New York State Tri-State area, if you're unaware what that means, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, raise your hands. Let me know that you're there. Hey. But um, if you are from the New York City or New York State Tri-State area and you have not been paying attention to the news, there's been a lot of crazy things going on. Um, So first and foremost, the weather has been wild. It's May. It totally feels like we're not just we're just not going to have a spring. Yeah, like at this point, it's giving girl no spring for you, you know, which is kind of sad because like, it's almost like you need spring. Okay. It's like you need spring as like the prologue to summer, 
You know, like you need to work up. It can't just you. It just can't be nice all of a sudden outside. Bitches is not prepared for that. Okay, bodies is not snatched. Um, whole roll calls are not. They're not. It's not giving. It's not giving what it's supposed to have did gave, you know, like I thought by now, I thought by now that I would um, at least have a special friend, you know, I'm a special friend is what I like to call it. Um, A bed buddy, if you will. Um, Someone who just, you know. Someone that I could um, do a lot of um, spiritual activities with, so to speak, right? But it's not that easy. It's not that easy, you know? And I don't want to be on the Nasty Girl apps, you know? The tenders, the hinges, the hung-ups, the this, the that's, the this, the that, the grinders, the greenders, the, you know, the, I mean, they ain't got back page no more, but yeah, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to. I just want to meet a man the good old-fashioned way. Like, uh, I just want to be like A. Marie walking down the street. So many things I'm going through. So much that I want to do. And I know I want to twirl. And then I want to turn around. And there he is. What? Is that impossible? Like, don't act like it's a impossible thing for me to just walk down the street and meet Mr. Right. Okay. Or at least Mr. Right now. Yikes, man. I don't know. But anywho, so weather's been kind of shitty here in in the area. Um, however, it seems like we're going to be going back to nicer weather this coming weekend as we enter into um, some really cool times. Mother's Day is coming. This is my second one. I can't even believe it. I still can't believe I have a kid. Like, I'm still stunned that the Lord thine Christ would trust me with a kid. And a kid who is, might I say, so delicious. She's absolutely delicious, you guys. So, yeah, shout out to her. Anywho's, um, so what else has been going on in the news in New York City? Seems that, uh... Some passengers on an F train this week uh, were subject to the same old, same old that happens in New York City. A homeless man or a man who appeared to be homeless and also appeared to be mentally unstable um, entered into an F train um, and apparently things went left. And several passengers reported that he was acting irate. From what I'm coming to understand, none of the passengers actually said that he was um, harming them or appearing to want to do harm to them. Um, However, I don't know that to be factual. But uh, so things went left and a 23-year-old Marine who was on the train um, decided to subdue the um, mentally unstable passenger. Well, that unfortunately led to his death. Now, you know, vigilante 
we'll get to vigilante justice in a minute. So anyways, um, the man was questioned. The 24-year-old Marine was questioned. However, he was not charged. And because he has not been charged, his name has not been released to the public. Now, the uh, homeless man who was, who unfortunately has met his untimely demise, um, which is a funny phrase, untimely demise, because how can it be untimely? I'm a firm believer that, you know, if it happens, it happens, and it was timely is when it was supposed to happen, but what do I, what do I know? So anyways, so it was said that the homeless passenger um, had been arrested more than 40 times in New York City with charges ranging from assault to battery to petty theft. Um, so, yes, this man obviously suffered with some some issues and apparently uh, was at the time of COVID getting the help that he needed and the resources that he needed. I guess post-COVID that had become a little bit of an issue. Now, family of this homeless man have... Um, have been speaking out and they've retained a lawyer. Like I said, the Marine, the 24 year old Marine has not been charged. However, you have politicians such as, um, governor Hochul and, uh, and, uh, democratic Congresswoman, um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez saying that this was definitely a murder. So I'm really interested to see how this is going to kind of fare out. Um, I think that uh, Mayor Adams seems as though he is trying to move towards some market change in our city. And there's a lot to juggle. You know, there's migrant workers to juggle. There is the ridiculous amount of gun crime that we are experiencing in this city. There is train crime that is um, on a rise that we've never experienced before since the 80s, I would say. And then there's also just a bunch of stuff, the rats. There's a lot going on in the city. And I think Mayor Adams is trying his best to really wrap his arms around all of it. Um, I know regarding... Um, regarding uh, the mental health and the fact that we do have a lot of homeless people who are suffering with mental issues. Now, let me just stick a pin in it, right? So this man who um, died on the train, the, the homeless man, his family came out after his death. Now, my thought, though, is where was his family when he was like living on the streets or like out here causing chaos where were y'all like why is it that like the hair from is in his death you know and i know i imagine that it has to be difficult um to really um if you have a family member who suffers with mental health issues it has to be extremely difficult to really um, I guess deal with that. You know, I would imagine that it's something very difficult to deal with, but at the same time, um, allowing that person to just kind of 
be on the street and subject the general public to whatever is going on in this person's life at that moment is kind of irresponsible, you know, and to want to talk up and retain a lawyer at the time of his death is also like whack to me. Like that man got on the train and he could have killed people. You know, and unfortunately, that's what we're dealing with in this city is that we do have people getting on the train and just like mindlessly stabbing someone or whatever, you know. And um, I am sorry that this man, unfortunately, has met his death in this way. But at the same time, something we've really got to wrap our arms around mental health issues in this city and in this country and really allow the people like government officials like Mayor Adams is trying to do, allow them to come up with different ideas, bring different ideas to the table and, you know, just hope that something sticks. Speaking of which, um, so this week is always a fun week, a fun little wang dang dudes of a time. Especially if you are a fashion lover. Oh yeah, this week was that famous time of year. I call it the Super Bowl of the fashion. No, the Super Bowl of the fashion is Super Bowl. The Super Bowl of fashion, whatever you want to call it. That's what this is. Oh yes, kids. The Met Gala took place this week week oh yes um so the met gala uh is first of all all right so the met gala or the met ball as it was i guess as it is referred to um at some points in time it was also called um the costume institute gala or the costume institute benefit um so this is an annual fundraising gala held in in benefit for the benefit of the metropolitan museum of arts costume institute in new york city now um the fundraising gala uh contribution is per table this year was something of the ballpark of $350,000 for one table and one individual ticket would have cost you the low low price of $50,000. Now even though you may be able to afford a table that does not necessarily grant you access. This is a definite invite only affair and and on top of that, if you're a celebrity who has been deemed worthy of going to this event, you will be paired up with not a designer of your choice, but a designer of Anna Wintour's choice. Now, super excited about this. Um, first of all, Let's just, all right, because like we're going to get into, we're going to get into it. Um, 
So the theme for this year was remembering Carl, the um, legendary fashion designer Carl Lagerfeld, that is. Now, if you're not familiar with who Carl Lagerfeld is, Carl Lagerfeld is a German-born designer who started his fashion career in Paris in the early 1950s, working for fashion houses such as Balmain, um, eventually Coco Chanel, uh, Fendi, and his own eponymous line, Karl Lagerfeld, which to this day, the takedowns of his line and takedowns are uh, basically lower end brands of um, any major brand. So the Karl Lagerfeld that you're getting in Macy's is not Karl Lagerfeld Couture, it's Karl Lagerfeld ready to wear. And it is takedowns of the major Karl Lagerfeld label. Anyway, let's keep going. So many people were, I think, are oftentimes confused about um, how the wardrobing for this, this event works. Now, every year, the attendants are given a theme. The theme is then left to be interpreted by you and the designer of the picking. Now, you can either go as a homage, you can choose couture, you can honor in avant-garde, you can honor in ready-to-wear, or you can also honor with an inspiration-inspired look. So you saw definitely a lot of looks on the red carpet being interpreted as either homage or... um you know, some sort of avant-garde homage or some sort of ready-to-wear inspiration or just overall an inspired look, not necessarily indicative of the looks associated with the designer or theme itself, if that makes any sense whatsoever. I figure, let me just give you a quick fashion class. Now, this year's um, Met um, met, uh, there's normally a committee. So Anna Wintour is very, um, she's very specific on, um, on choosing the committee. So, um, she's a huge fan of tennis. So you did have Roger Federer, um, on the committee. And I believe it was like, who else was on it? Dua Lipa? Bad Bunny? I don't know. Some of the new girls was on it anyways. So to me, um, let's get into the looks, right? Okay. So I, you know, every time now, this is probably the first year that I've been excited about Met Gala in a long, long, long time. Like it's been a long time. I don't know why I just have been severely underwhelmed by um, some of the things that the girls have been giving at the gala in recent years. But I think this year did not disappoint. Um, a lot of the attendees chose to honor Carl in homage looks, looks that probably were more um more akin to the designer himself. So you had um, celebrities such as Tiana Taylor, Janelle Monet, um, and there was a couple of other, Pusha T, a couple of other people who worked with Tom Brown. Um, and I thought that as a design house, I felt like the best as the execution of looks 
to me went to Tom Brown, 1000%. I don't think that there was a look that was done by him or his team that I did not love. We'll move on. Now, from a couture standpoint, there were a couple of people that I was really, really into. Now, first of all, big old, big old shout out to the girl, Carisha, who showed up with Mr. Diddy himself. Now, both of them, I thought, looked amazing and coutured kind of looks, avant-garde. No, I don't, I wouldn't call them avant-garde looks. Maybe Carisha's, but um, I definitely felt like Carisha, Cardi, and Kim kind of all gave the same kind of vibe in terms of their look. But I just felt like Diddy's cape, which was a Sean John cape, um, styled by June Ambrose, um, which this is the first time that Sean John is doing a piece like this in years. Now, Sean John is the um, namesake label that Puffy or um, Diddy started several years ago. He then um, sold the company and then he has since bought the company back. Now, if you are a fashion girl, you will note that in the past couple of years, you've been seeing what seems like a real faint resurgence of the brand Sean John. Maybe a couple of the um, IG it girls trying to give you some of the velour track suits or some of the throwback uh, looks from Sean John, but it never seemed to really curl. So, um, it was really nice for Puffy to be wearing his own namesake and for him and Carisha to have rocked the red carpet the way that they did. So honorable mention to them. I thought that Cardi looked really great. I was extremely underwhelmed by the Kardashian clan, which normally is not a thing for me. I normally go up for those girls, at least one of them. I felt like Kendall Jenner's look, I thought as a... um as a homage look, I would give her an honorable mention as well. I think that um, I want to say that she was wearing a Mark Jacobs, Mark Jacobs piece um, that was inspired by Carl the, himself and the way that he dressed. Um, he was known for wearing his patented black suit with white shirt and uh, black leather cutoff gloves, um, driving gloves. Um, so Kendall wore a sequined Marc Jacobs um, unitard um, or leotard, I guess, with um, with exaggerated uh, sleeving. And interestingly enough, I mean, her look, you know, what I've been explaining to people about Kendall's look is as a single look, her standing by herself, underwhelming. But to see her and her alleged rumored boyfriend, Bad Bunny, together, to me, the juxtapositions of their look in terms of the way that they played with androgyny and kind of playing with um, what is the stereotypical looks oftentimes behind a tuxedo for instance, and now you see this woman owning a tuxedo, and then you see Bad Bunny um, paying, um, giving a, um, I would say, a almost um, avant-garde look to, um, at the end of most of Carl's Chanel shows, he always had the last model walk out to be the bride of Carl. Um, or the Bride of Chanel. And so I thought that Bad Bunny's Bride of Chanel suit paired with Kendall's um, Carl-inspired 
um, suit. I thought together they looked genius. I thought separately she was kind of an anvil. He was okay, but my best dress guy has to go to Jeremy Pope. I thought he killed it. I thought his cape with the uh, Carl screening on it was super dope. I also thought that ASAP Rocky killed it. I thought he killed it. I love the kilt. I love the jeans. I love the layering of the multiple Gucci belts. Um, yeah, I thought he killed it. Um, what I didn't, I liked Rihanna's cape. I didn't love her dress. <clears throat> Not for nothing, but her dress was giving very much David Bridal maternity. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, I shouldn't say that. But yeah, I didn't love it. But that cape... Now, when you put the cape on, it just gave. It gave. And you know what? That happens all the time. I'm a jacket girl. You know, I'm a coat and a jacket girl. So, you know, I'll take a white t-shirt and jeans and, bitch, I'll put on a... Sl bitch, I'll put on that work. I'll give you a Comme des Garcons jacket because she got it. I'll give you a Philip Lim blazer because she has the labels, girl. Or... I will very well give you an H&M jacket and tell you to eat, bitch. But yes, very much love those. Also, so if we're talking about mm, avant-garde, Doja Cat as Carl's beloved cat, Chopette. She ate. Um, Lil Nas X as a, now I don't know if he was supposed to be like a Chanel brooch, was he, I don't know, but he also ate it up, um, and left none of the crumbs, um, also loved Kiki Palmer, I just love that she is like entering into, or in her phase, her, her mom bod phase, and she just looks so good, she came with Sergio Hudson, who I adore, Love their work together. Love to see what they're doing together, too, because it looks like it's definitely going up. But, yeah, so all of that went down at the Met. Hope you caught it. If you didn't, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, my God. So this is hot off the press. Ed Sheeran, who was being sued by the Marvin Gaye estate over copyright infringement for his song, um, Love You Until You Sensi, that one. Um, um, so by now you must have heard, you know, side by side, the songs sound very much, it's giving very much sister wives songs, right? Well, Ed Sheeran won, bitch. He won. They said that, yes, it may sound like it, but it wasn't it. I mean, I don't know what to say because I thought it was cut and dry that Ed Sheeran was going to l lose, bitch. And not his little ass was out here talking about if he lose, he's done with music. He's not making any more music. Okay, girl, we're mad, but we're not. Like, hello, gag. Ed Sheeran, relax, all right? Um, But yeah, that's hot off the press, so... He apparently has won this case. Now, I don't know what this is going to mean in the realm of future um, copyright infringement cases. Now, the Gay family estate, Marvin Gaye's estate, um, has sued other 
um, producers and songwriters in the past. They sued Robin Thicke and Pharrell. They've sued a myriad of people and most of the times they've won. I'm really shocked by them not winning. Shocked. Shocked, 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 shocked. Um, so bitch, what's happening out in San Francisco? I mean, it's really the true tea is what's happening out here in the... Sorry, y'all. I was trying to do so many things at once. <laughs> okay, no. But really, what's 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 all to do in San Francisco? Now, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, this has been a lot of crazy shit happening in the news regarding San Francisco. Now, when you think of San Francisco, you think Golden Gate Bridge. You may think techs, um, tech companies. You may think... Um, uh, you know, beautiful, older, very expensive real estate. Well, apparently in downtown San Francisco, many of the stores have abandoned ship. Now, in the past couple of years, they've lost a Whole Foods. They've lost a Target. They've lost some Walgreens. And apparently Nordstrom is following suit. Nordstrom is abandoning three of their San Francisco locations and they are crediting this to an extreme rise in crime and theft in the downtown San Francisco area. Now, if you recall, just a couple weeks ago, um, a tech, uh, I believe, did he start Cash App or some shit? He got murdered in downtown San Francisco. Um, and nothing, that case has gone pretty quiet, if you ask me. I don't know what's happening over there. Um, this week also, um, we received the untimely news that Bed, Bath, and the Great Beyond would be closing. Now, I am saddened by this. I'm not so much saddened by Bed, Bath, and Beyond. I think I'm more sad about Bye Bye Baby. I don't know. I feel like every woman who's ever gotten pregnant, it's like a rite of passage that you go to Bye Bye Baby and you do your stupid little registry. Like, yes, I get it. You can register on Amazon. You can go to Target. But there's something about that Bye Bye Baby experience. Makes me sad. Um, so, yeah, that is happening. Now, also, in recent uh, retail... Um, and brand fashion brand news, Adidas investors are planning on suing the uh, the company, um, citing that um, since the recent stock loss and Yeezy issues, that they have lost a considerable amount of. Uh, money and also that there just has been no real conversation surrounding um, how right and they are also saying that uh, the board um, knew of Kanye's issues for quite some time and chose not to do anything about it so uh, in the meantime Kanye has um, been seen where some um what we assume is some new Yeezy leggings, some jeggings. Y'all gonna cop the new Yeezy jeggings? Cause bitch, I gagged when I saw that shit. Like, what is what? <laughs> okay. So y'all. 
Jamie Foxx is still in the fucking hospital. Now, all we know and all we have known for the past couple weeks is that Jamie Foxx, whose daughter um, had tweeted at some time ago, basically, keep my dad in, in prayer. He, you know, had a med medical emergency. Now, some have been suspecting that it was a stroke but um, details have not been confirmed regarding the status of Jamie. However, it is noted that he has been in the hospital for three weeks and remains. So Jamie was to be coming back to the air this week to um, reprise his role on um, um, it's that game show that he does with his daughter. I can't think of the name of it right now. But yeah, he was supposed to be coming back this week so that he and his daughter can do the show. The show is now temporarily being hosted or right now being hosted by um, Nick Cannon. So a lot of wild shit going on there. Please, um, you know, let's keep let's keep him in prayer because I just. I can't even, like, I can't even think about a world without Mr. Eric Bishop, who is, that is Jamie Foxx's real name, but, um, yeah, just, yeah, because I, I just, I don't even know. All right, so, couple things last, the last, but the not least, did you guys know that Eva Marcel and her husband, Michael Sterling, are quietly getting a divorce oh yeah um it was revealed that their divorce was filed um i guess a couple weeks ago in an atlanta county court um i believe irreconcilable differences have been cited as the reason for the divorce um, but no further information has been given. I believe right now they're going through some stuff regarding their children. Um, Mr. Sterling, Michael Sterling did adopt Eva's oldest daughter, Marley. So I don't know what's going to happen there. But um, also breaking up, Cher and Amber Rose's ex-man broke up. Yeah. I know. That's kind of wild. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, well, first of all, I didn't see him being with Cher, but that's a whole nother story for a whole different day. But yeah, they recently broke up. Now, if you can recall, Cher was dating record executive Alex. Well, he's known as AE. This is Amber Rose's... Um, ex-boyfriend that's how I know him I mean I'm sure he's more than that but to me he's Amber Rose's ex-boyfriend um and he is I guess a record executive who started dating Cher who is I want to say what is is she like 33 years older than him mm, 43 years older something like that and the girls were her friends were complaining because they were saying that he was taking all of Cher's money honey and they wasn't here for it um, speaking of not being here for it, um, reality star and podcast host Ebony K. Williams, who is also a lawyer, 
Um, she had her show this week and she had the lovely spiritual guider and mother, Iyanla Van Sant, was on her show this week. And on the show, a clip has been going viral regarding the visit to the show where Ebony K is asking Iyanla, and I'm just paraphrasing. She basically says, listen, Iyanla, we don't know how to love each other out here. Tell me what we need to do to get our love together because it just seems like it's not clicking. Like the girls and the boys are not clicking. We're not, we're not falling in love the way that we used to. It's not giving. So Iyanla retorted back with the, would you date a bus driver? To which Ebony K said, yeah, if he owned the bus. Well, that caused a Kevin Samuel type of reaction from the girls. Everybody was upset because homegirl said that she would not date a bus driver. She would only date him if he owned the bus. Now, I don't know that, um, I mean, a lot of people were super offended by it, Um but I also had a lot of people or heard a lot of people kind of giving it up with saying like, oh, black women are the only ones who have to lower their standards. Bah, 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 bah. Why should she just date like, you know, a regular bus driver? And would he even want her anyway? He would be intimidated by her, which is a goddamn lie. These niggas nowadays ain't intimidated by shit. But I digress. So, yeah, um, the question really was jarring, but I don't think I was taken aback so much by her saying that she would not date a bus driver. I think in her doubling down, because in response to you guys' response, Ebony basically doubled down and said, listen, my choice is my choice. You guys try to force black women to make this choice and to settle, and I'm not going to settle, and, you know, I've worked this hard and blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And I don't, I'm not settling for mediocrity is where it took a left turn. And she was like, you know, listen, you guys have this thing out here and that's pretty much reverse racism. You, or racism, you guys try to, you know, tell black women that they should settle and that shit ain't right, whatever. Oh, I'm so tired of this discussion. I really am. Because... I don't care who Ebony K. Williams chooses. And for the most part, she probably don't give a fuck that, that y'all think that she should not be choosing this nigga. Now, here's my problem. My problem is when we scoff at medi or what we think is mediocrity, right? Everything is subjective, including how we feel about life, right? So just because I am a teacher who works a nine to five, who, you know, doesn't live in a low class neighborhood, but doesn't live in the suburbs and, you know, maybe has two kids and has a significant other. And I live a quote unquote, pretty normal life, right? I hang out with my friends. I hang out with my family for whatever reason in the past couple of years, this kind of, um, normie lifestyle has been rejected by most people scoffed at even like we almost have a disdain for normalcy it's almost like we've been fooled into believing that if we are not living an instagram worthy post an instagram post worthy life that we are not living 
So you got to own your businesses like, you know, give give clubhouse, bitch. Own your businesses. You've got to be starting a business. You got to be in Forex. You got to be in crypto. You got to be owning three businesses, working a side hustle, and also got your main nine to five job. You got to have a man, a side boo, a side side boo, and all of them are millionaires who own their own business and love their mama and and take care of all eight kids bitch bye bye you know i think i don't i don't think it's a a point of right or wrong i think for me what it really is about is values and what you value right and whatever it is that you value that's the thing that you hold near and dear so for her um perhaps um the security the financial security that she believes would be um, the case if she, you know, dealt with someone who owned the bus as opposed to drive the bus may be something that she's far more interested in. I think that it is far more important to go for a type of guy than it is for a guy based on what he does, because what you do is not who you are. Because what does it matter if he owns the bus but is a stingy motherfucker and doesn't want to share the shit with you? What does it matter? It doesn't matter, right? You might have a guy who drives the bus who is way more sharing and would share his little bit with you, which would be far more moving than this nigga who has it all but is not willing to give you shit. Right? So I think that that's the the first thing. Okay, very rare is, um, you know, I believe in going for a type of person. Because to me, when you talk about someone who has integrity, someone who is honest, someone who is empathetic, someone who has a spiritual anchor in their lives and maintains a spiritual relationship that keeps them grounded, someone who is always wanting to learn, someone who's very loving, who's very kind, but also someone who's very serious. Very rare are those niggas bums. I'm just saying, right? So when you start to talk about like things that are deeper than what you do, right? Because that's all like, I don't know. I felt like the conversation was kind of performative, right? But I think it definitely is, again, more, we have to, and we don't have to do shit. But I think that oftentimes we are marred by what we believe comes with the stereotypical, right? So Instead of being interested in someone who is just a good person, you are now kind of toting the idea that like the good is going to come because I'm going to place value on what he does. There's more value on what he does than who he is as a person. I don't know. I just feel like that's a recipe for disaster. All right, let's take a quick break and we're going to come back and set the table. Oh, yeah. And we are back. So you know how we do every end of the show, we get together and we set the table and we have a little mindful moment. But this week, this episode, I wanted to do something different. What you say? Well, let's wrap a spell. So in a recent situation that I had, I was reminded of the fact that 
People used to always tell me when it came to dating, put yourself out there. You got to put yourself out there. And I remember it would really grind my gears because even though they were telling me to put myself out there, no one was ever telling me what that meant and how do I do it. Everybody only just could get me that far. Put yourself out there. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Putting yourself out there. And what does that mean and what does that look like? Listen, I think sometimes you got to forego your ego. And that's the biggest lesson that I've learned about putting yourself out there. There's no more out there than there is outside, right? I think it's more important for you to emit a frequency that is in direct correspondence and correlation to what it is that you're trying to attract. And I know that that sounds really silly, but it really is just that simple. Sometimes it's not about you chasing after this thing that you want as though it's almost impossible for you to get it. Sometimes it's about you leaning into the fact that what is yours will be yours regardless. So instead of just frightfully waiting for quote unquote what is yours, you take the time to evolve to be ready for that moment. Not just ready to receive it, but ready to give the moment what you have to give it. Because see, we oftentimes think in these moments that it's about what what we have to gain. When in actuality, every moment is there to rise up so that we may meet the occasion with the grace, empathy, and intellectual and spiritual maturity that we've garnered so that we can respond in the best way possible, right? So I say all that to say, Putting yourself is putting yourself out there is all well and good, but how do you do it? Well, I wish I could tell you that there was a specific place to go or some hocus pocus shit to say, but there isn't. It really is about becoming who you need to be so that when that occasion is ready for you, you are ready for it. And that takes more than just wishful thinking. That takes practices. I mean, you can think of anything. In anything in life, there's a certain change and shift of behavior that matches what it is that you're chasing. So if it's a new job, you don't wait to start getting up early when you get the job. You train your body for that moment. You don't learn to be disciplined When you get the job, you approach the job as a disciplined person. See, I'll never be short of saying that the way that you do anything is the way that you do everything. And that includes how you put yourself out there. So the next time somebody tells you to just put yourself out there, you tell them I am out here, bitch. I'm out here being who I want to be. And when the time is right, my moment's going to find me. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Peace.